This being Good Friday, we traditionally come to the town to do a reading from our King James Bible on the Passion of the Cross. And today we are in Luke 23, and I'll make a few comments afterwards. And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Today thou shalt with me in paradise. Now I have known some very strong men in my time, ex-marines, ex-so forth. I remember once an ex-boxer. He said, Whenever I hear this, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom, I start to cry. He said, I find it so emotional. And I always think that perhaps I'm that person, and one day the Lord will take me into the kingdom. Well, of course, if he's born again, if he's saved by the blood, then he will have a place in paradise. The problem has to be, what is paradise? Who goes there? And I suppose, more importantly, who doesn't go there? If we go into 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we will find out who will not inherit the kingdom of God, or God's house, as somebody said. And the Bible's quite clear about it, of who will not receive welcome into God's house. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Now that's quite clear to me. Who will not inherit God's house? Who will not go in through that door? Who will have that door slammed onto them? And I would have to say to you, would you want any of these people in your house for an evening? Would you want them there for a weekend? Fornicators, adulterers, drunkards, thieves, covetous? Would you welcome them into your house? I don't think he would, you wouldn't want them in the hotel. And God's quite clear about this, that he doesn't want them in his house at all. The tragedy has to be what happens to these people when they are not allowed into the kingdom. Well, as we said, the born again, washed in the blood of Christ, is taken to paradise as that thief on the cross. He was an adulterer, he maybe was a liar, he was obviously something important that he was laid on that cross to be crucified next to the Lord Jesus. Now we know, of course, that on the wide road many, many will be on it. We're told again that many suffer, there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. It sounds an awful place, but it gets even more awkward when you hear that many of the people on there are religious people who will say, Lord, Lord, we did this, we did all this in thy name. And the Lord says, depart from me, you cursed, I never knew you. So this journey, and it is a journey which will be concluded in the book of Revelation, has shown who will not inherit the kingdom, who will not be allowed into that door, into that wonderful city, the city of the new Jerusalem. And we can see so many of them who have been named there. Now is that you? Does it sound like you? Does it sound like some of your friends, someone in your family? Does it sound like anyone you know? 
Because if it is, and you are following this lifestyle as laid out in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, then I'm afraid, my friend, it's not looking good for you. And to bring it to a conclusion, if you go into Revelation 21, you will see what happens at the great throne judgment. The last judgment of all who've been in this world, past, present and the future. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall leave, have, sorry, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So you can see that journey from Corinthians on the wide road to the book of Revelation of where they will inherit this awful place, this terrible place of fire and brimstone. But it needn't be necessary because on this Good Friday of 2016, you have the opportunity to come to the cross. And if you're listening to this message, think this sounds like me, this sounds like what I've done, this sounds very much part of what I'm caught up in. This is your opportunity to come to the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ that can only give you repentance, the cross that can only give you true and lasting salvation. Time is very short. None of us know when our time will be up. None of us can say who will be here tomorrow. I can't. None of us can. We hear 150 people die a day, 7,000 an hour. I'm sure the people in Belgium last week at the airport were looking forward to fly wherever their destination was, whether it was home, business, holiday, they didn't get there. They never saw it coming. And it's not so much the ones who were killed. We're hearing over 300 people have been seriously injured. I would say many of those people will never fly again. Many of them have been scarred emotionally and physically. Most of them will probably not even leave the house again. And the minute they hear a car backfire or somebody drops something, they'll think it's that bomb. Seek the Lord whilst he may be found. On this day, on this Good Friday. Maranatha. And thank you.